Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. Hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Hey friends, happy to be back here in Chipper City. Uh, we took a week off, and I'm glad that we are recording once again. Um, before I get into our episode, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and I know that you guys do not come here for my thoughts and feelings on current events. I know that you probably downloaded this episode with a mind to listen to something fun about a topic that you love, and that is exactly what I'm going to give you, I promise. But I do want to say uh, that I don't have anything to say that hasn't already been said by people who have said it better or people who will say it better, who know more than I do and can more eloquently express themselves about something other than fan fiction. But I do want it to be clear that here at HQ of I Ship It, um, we are on the side of the protesters and we support them and we are anti-police brutality and we're anti-racism in any form that it takes. Um, even when it rears its ugly head in fandom, we're very anti that as well. As I say in my intro, this is a safe space. Um, so I want to keep it that way. And I want to make sure everybody knows that that's what we're about. That being said, um, with the nature of fanfic being a relatively anonymous form of art, I never actually know who is on the other side of these fics that I recommend and the fics that I read, um, unless I know the, the writer personally, which doesn't happen very often. So in the event um, that you know of or you are yourself a fic writer of color, I would love to um, to be recommended your work. I would love to be linked to your work so that I could uh, then in turn recommend them on this podcast and amplify your writing and get more eyes on your writing and and you know diversify the uh, the writers that I recommend on this podcast knowingly I guess I should say because I don't really know like I said who I'm amplifying otherwise so if that's something that uh, that strikes a chord that you would be interested in please message me on any platform I would love to read uh, read some new fic and recommend some new fic uh, specifically from fic writers of color at this point so thanks. Now, I did promise a relatively fun episode on a topic that you love, and who loves things more than me talking about positive things that have happened to me in isolation? I know, right? It's so much fun. But there have been some good things, uh, sort of, I guess, yeah, good things, why not, that have happened here at HQ, uh, as we are still locked down and still isolated. Um, 
just kind of a random assortment, really. I convinced Jer to uh, to balayage my hair, and he did a really good job for, I mean, having never done it before, and it was not really the right amount of hair dye in a box, probably for color that shouldn't have gone on my hair, but it looks good. It was exactly what I wanted, so get you a man who can do both, I guess. Produce your podcast and do your <laughs> do your hair. And nail. He also gave me a pedicure. Um, like the, either this, it was either the same day or the next day. I really got the full, the full, uh, the full spa experience. It was pretty great. Um, so yeah, get you, get you a man who could do all that. I also mastered the art of the boneless chicken wing and will henceforth be gaining fourteen hundred additional pounds before I'm allowed to leave my house because I'm just going to be frying my own chicken and eating that covered in barbecue sauce day after day after day and also we uh got a grill finally and if i'm not eating fried barbecue chicken then i'm gonna be eating grilled everything i'll just grill all for the rest of my life um so that's that's food for the next (laughs) week now you know what i'm eating i'm i i did hear from a friend who was like could you stop talking about food so goddamn much in your podcast i'm always hungry afterwards and i was like i would love to but i have so little else to talk about uh so yeah so until um until the employment gods smile upon me you guys are just gonna have to hear about my uh, my cooking endeavors and for those of you who want to say something hurtful like perhaps you should pursue a job in the food service industry I would like to hiss directly in your face and tell you that that will not be happening if I can help it. Now, talk to me again in three more months. We'll see how desperate I've become and if food service jobs are even an option because right now they're not. So anyway, uh, something else happened this week. A bunch of stuff. I know you're going to be listening to this and be like, Emily, are you really just blatantly ignoring big giant things that have happened? Yes, I am. I do want to talk to you guys quickly about um, something that's popped up again recently, which is cancel culture. Um, And no, if you think uh, I want to talk about evil capitalist queen JKR and her most recent toxicity, I actually don't want to talk about that at all because I don't want to give her any more mic time. So this isn't about her. this is about me, actually. Weird, I know. Um, but I've talked about cancel culture before and how I think it's bullshit. It's toxic fucking bullshit because it really doesn't take into account the main thing, one of the few things that's cool about humans. We kind of suck as a species, but there's this one cool thing that we do, which is learn and grow and change for the better based on new information. And cancel culture likes to just dig up the worst shit about who we used to be and things that we used to say or whatever and um, and punish people for it and cancel them, quote unquote. Right? It's the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. But it really doesn't allow for people to ever even make current mistakes <laughs> or misspeak, which is like a super dangerous way to go about life because you're holding somebody, everybody, to this unachievable level of piety. So... It's bullshit. We need to stop doing it. I don't see enough people stopping doing it. So I'm just going to keep talking about us stopping doing it until it fucking happens. Um, If I ever encounter human beings again and I can speak to their faces and I hear somebody canceling somebody in real life, I intend to tell them this in person as well. Fingers crossed that that ever happens again. I'm not sure that it will. So like I said, I don't want to talk about 
she who must not be named. I actually, I (laughs) found something horribly cringy that I myself said. I know, me, the most perfect and non-problematic fave of all faves, right? But I was reminded and brought to like horrific fresh light something just like appallingly cringy that I said. And it's not, I mean, it's not like, I don't know, misogynist or ableist or racist or any of the is. It's just cringy as fuck. Um, But I, okay, so I laughed so hard because I read it. I thought like that would be enough in some circles, some dark circles of hell on Twitter. I've seen this. This would be enough to cancel somebody. I would have to cancel myself, which at this point, I might do that anyway. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like some days I'm like, you know what? Maybe you should be canceled, Emily. Maybe, maybe that's what's. That's what quarantine and isolation has has brought to you, your own cancellation. But right now I'm not canceled and I'm laughing at myself because the thing that was cringy, right? It was, now prepare yourselves. I'm going to use a lot of old-timey, fandom-old terminology. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm just giving you a fair warning. These are words that we don't say a lot of anymore, okay? So this was for a song fic gag that I wrote back in 2004, also gag, uh, when I was writing hard in the angel fandom. What? On fanfiction.net. So much already we hate it, right? I had actually buried this (laughs) so far down inside that when I got the reason I, I, I'm telling I, this came to light was because I got a review for this fanfic. So I don't know how that happened, but I got a review. I was like, they, this must be incorrect because I don't know what the fuck this story is. And then I had to go back and re- read it. I was like, oh my God. But the best part was because, <laughs> because I had to put in my usual disclaimers, which I've talked about before. You know, you had to disclaim our work at the beginning um, so you didn't get sued. So my half-assed disclaimer, it was first, like I said, it was a song fic. And I used the song Another Suitcase in Another Hall from Evita. And my disclaimer was so pathetic. It was like barely even, but it said, uh, show belongs to Joss Whedon and song belongs to Evita and whoever wrote Evita, LOL, LOL, I, like I said, I have seen people canceled for less. Okay. So I was like, kind of grossed out that that's what I said um, because I was a theater kid. I should have known at 16, 16, you're not a child. You're, I mean, you are actually a child, but you're not like a bumbling baby. You're almost a legal adult, which is horrifying, but I should have fucking known. <laughs> I'd sung songs. I'd done numbers from Avita before. Should have fucking known who wrote it. But anyway, I digress, okay, because I was 16, and now I'm 32, and I'm horrified that I made that mistake, because it was so cringy. The extra LOLs at the end, like, proudly proclaiming that I didn't know who wrote Evita, and I didn't fucking care, clearly, because it was just getting in the way of me using this song for my fanfic. (laughs) Song fix. Guys, remember song fix? Oof. Oof. (laughs) So cringy. But anyway, um... More important to note about all of this, though, is that that fic actually got a fair amount of comments. And I looked through them all thinking that I must have, surely, someone must have corrected me. Someone must have, must have said, you know, oh, you sweet baby moron, bless your heart. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Everybody knows that. Um, but I I didn't 
get anything. Nobody said anything about that at all. Everyone was probably just like, well, she's a 16-year-old moron. I'll just, you know, comment on the fic. So I don't know. Maybe we used to be nicer on the internet that feels somehow both correct and incorrect. Um, I do know that people are nice to me now. And people have really pretty much, for the most part, I've been lucky, guys. I've been really lucky. In my fandom world, my fanfic writing experience has been almost entirely positive, um, which could explain why I have no ability to take criticism whatsoever and am not, you know, all that balanced of a human being, I guess. But I do wonder if cringy ass, terrible writing doesn't give a fuck who wrote the songs that she's using blatantly in her fanfic. 16-year-old Emily was posting on the internet now if people would be as nice. I don't know that they would be. And I don't know if I had received an onslaught of criticism just for making a stupid 16-year-old mistake if I would have kept writing. So I don't know what any of that means, except that I thought it was funny. I thought that comment in and of itself, the entire story was like a time capsule for who I was at 16 anyway, throwing a velour jumpsuit, and that's that, um, which we've already talked about, so I don't need to get into that again. But it's just something that I've been thinking about. So maybe weigh in if you think fandom has gotten sweeter or more salty since, I don't know, we'll say 2004, since that's the that's the time we're going with. So that's 15 years ago, 16 years ago, um, that we could be talking about. And if you do, I'm curious, if you have had fan, if you have a fandom, personal fandom history that stretches that length and you remember people being nicer or meaner, let me know. I'm just kind of curious to see which way the tide's turning. I don't think that me personally can do anything about it, but I personally can do anything about it. Perhaps even get my own pronouns correct. But uh, I'm I'm just wondering if what the other experiences are. Because like I said, might have been really positive and I know that's not the case for everybody. Um, so I have been lucky and I'm just kind of curious. So that's what's been rattling around in my brain and now it can rattle around in yours, all right? So there. So I was talking about the good things that happen around here, cooking, food, chicken wings, hair color, whatever. But there was also... This is going to sound surprising. There was actually something cool and positive that happened in the United States two weeks ago. That feels like two years ago. Um, happened on May 30th, and it has nothing to do with anything that's going on right now. So, again, I'm, I'm making a choice here. I, I want to talk about space. <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the fact that on May 30th, the United States launched astronauts into space for the first time since 2011, which was when the space shuttle program officially ended in 2011 okay so since then between now and then nine years um we've still sent people to space we haven't sent them from u.s soil and in u.s ships they've gone to russia i believe to get up to the iss but this year on the 30th uh spacex sent nasa astronauts bob Banken and Doug Hurley, they went on a test mission to prove the systems meet NASA's requirement for certification to carry astronauts to the ISS and back. They were successful. They're safely aboard the ISS for the next four months. And I think that's really cool. 
that is a cool thing that the U.S. used to do all the time. And we haven't done it for a really long time. And it's not a thing that every single country gets to do. And it's something, you know, I mean, it's just it's something to be kind of fucking proud of. (laughs) Not that I had anything to do with it personally. Not that any of us had anything to do with it. But just that like, hey, that's still cool. It was a cool thing. All right. So I was at a loss about what this episode was going to be about. And Jared was like, how about space? And I was like, mm, space fic? And so he told me what had happened because I, of course, am never informed of anything. And I went and watched the video of the, the launch and it was really fun and cool and it looked like all the movies. Um, but so I was like, space fic? I don't know about space fic. Is there space fic? Can I do an episode about space? Obviously, yes, I can. Um, but so I went looking and first I've, thought I was going to find some like torrid, longing filled, real person astronaut fanfic, like real person fanfic, which I'm not ready to talk about yet. We briefly touched on it multiple times. Not ready to do the deep dive yet. Okay. But I was hoping for like that I'd stumble upon some trove and I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll make it work for this episode. If I could find like some astronaut slash cosmonaut, you know, 60K enemies to lovers pairing about two people being up on the ISS together for a year without any contact of other people. And you know, no, I didn't. I didn't find anything like that. Weirdly enough, oddly enough, what I did find more than a than a handful okay keep this in mind i found more than a handful of fics that seem to be and i didn't read them but the the summaries do speak for themselves sometimes seemed to be a what if canon divergent u.s history uh au i guess american history au about what the world would be like if Donald Trump had bought himself a seat on the Challenger expedition. Um, so think about that. I, I, want, I really want you to understand this. More than one fic centered on this idea. Now, some of them were like, what if Trump had actually been an astronaut or somebody who belonged on the Challenger? Um, but that was not the most popular idea. <laughs> Either way, at least a dozen fics entertained some version of that idea. So that was the thing. And I was kind of bummed at first because I was like, well, I can't. That was eye-opening, shocking even. Um, But I can't do a whole episode on that. Then, then, while I was searching the tags, and thank God for AO3 and their amazing tagging system, I discovered this whole new tag that had my sexy silent producer not set me on the path I would never in a million years have looked for myself. Because I tend to just be in a silo with my my shield chalk, my things that I like, and that's about it. But thankfully, I have this podcast. And thankfully, you have this podcast because maybe you didn't know this tag existed either. What tag am I talking about? But I am talking about Space AU. Or also, alternatively, or usually in combination, Space Opera AU. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Basically, you shove your favorites in a spaceship and send them off into the galaxy. Um, and I got super into it (laughs) really fast, like really fast. Um, because I like, I like, 
I mean, I like all kinds of AUs. I've done so many AU episodes at this point, and I do, I love them all for different reasons. But this is one that I really got into because it's one of those ones where you can get really creative and really fucking weird without too many hangups. Um, it gives a really kind of broad expanse of what's allowed. Whereas like think about AUs I've talked about before, which is like the coffee shop or the bakery or um, the my beloved theater AU even. They kind of have a pretty firm set of requirements, um, parameters that you can kind of work within. But those are the ones that should be followed if you're going to invoke that tag. But think about space. And I can't think about space without thinking about a dear friend of mine who shared some images from the Hubble telescope on Twitter. And her comment was just space is the goddamn tits. And I think about it every time anything happens with space. With anything with the space station, anytime they send back images from the Hubble or any sort of, you know, there's that video that's going around that they like landed a camera on a meteor and and you could just see that like the space storm raging on it. It's what it goes through my head. And it's it's what I thought of as soon as Jared was like, how about space fic? And I was like, space is the goddamn tits. Um, it is. I know nothing about it. And I still love it. I love space pictures. And I watch, it's, we watch a lot of sci-fi in this house anyway, but if you can find me an optimistic space sci-fi movie, I would love to see it because a lot of it is pretty grim. But I still always enjoy it. And it's, it's, (laughs) it's something that's like, I'm trying to think, how do I want to say this? What I love about the space AU, I guess, I don't need to talk about how much I love space anymore, but they kind of go hand in hand. It's the same reason that I love and am afraid of the ocean. There is so much. And and with the ocean, at least it's finite. I mean, I haven't decided to, to dive in <laughs> to like underwater or mermaid AUs. Give me a, give me time. I'll run out of shit to talk about. This might be next week. I don't know. Um, but with space, there's so, so much of it. We have explored almost none of it. Everything we do find makes it cooler. And there's no limit. <laughs> I actually like fuck myself up a little bit when I think about it too hard because I can't really grasp how <laughs> it sounds so stupid. I can't really grasp how big space is, but I can't. I can't grasp it because I don't have a brain that works like that. I don't know that many people can grasp how big space is. Maybe we shouldn't. Um, It's just so crazy to me that there's this thing out there that we're just barely scratching the surface of exploration on. And, and... It's amazing and it's terrifying. It's so scary because there's so much we don't know. Oh my God, it's so scary. But thankfully, I mean, yes, like I said, the the sci-fi, the movies, the films, the TV shows tend to focus on the darker side of that. But the fanfics that I found <laughs> focus on the other side, which is that in space, anything goes. Maybe it's not quite a lawless land, but in the space AU, at least, um, there 
gives way to all kinds of shit because I don't want to assume anything about my fellow fanfic writers. But speaking of myself, from for myself and ev- everybody I know, writer or not, uh, we're not a bunch of astronauts or astrophysicists, space scientists, whatever you want to call it. So you can kind of write about whatever the fuck you want in a space at you. And and there's not a lot of authority out there to tell you that you've got it wrong. Right? So like we're not astronauts, we're not space cowboys or space pirates or space whatever. So we don't have hands-on space experience, but what we do have are a lot of cultural references and beautiful imaginations. And so that's kind of all you really need to rock a space AU. And like I said, it is kind of the final frontier, right? Not just in the world or in the universe or in our collective, you know, consciousness, but also in fic, because yeah, there's a lot of anything goes. And that's kind of exciting when you're staring down the barrel of a fresh AU. Um, Because who's going to tell you that you're wrong and they're going to be right about it? Like, who the fuck knows? Even if you're a legit ass, like NASA, (laughs) legit ass NASA scientist, if you're a space authority, okay, and, you know, you have the ability to tell somebody that their fanfic is wrong, I want to meet you because I've never met anybody who works for NASA or an astro I do actually I take it back I do know one astrophysicist and she's brilliant but she will not come on this show um and nor would she take her time to correct people space AUs and tell them how wrong they are about certain things so if you write a space AU and somebody tells you that some form of your space AU is incorrect or unrealistic or whatever I would like you to come and tell me about that person and then I will find them and I will ask them for their credentials. I want to see their space pictures. Now, I will give you a PSA. If the thing they are telling you about is because you included some sort of specific math or science or physics, there's a chance they're right about that. And I wouldn't know because I don't do those things. So I can't defend you. But I will defend you if you th- if they say things like, you got the, you know, color of the air wrong on this planet or some shit like that because we do love to correct each other, don't we? So you can't fuck up a space AU as far as I'm concerned, which is a beautifully freeing thing, especially in these troubled times. Isn't it nice to know that there's just at least one AU out there that like 1% of the population maybe could tell you that you're doing it wrong, but they're very busy going to space. They're not going to do that. So this is kind of a ticket to ride, guys. I encourage us all to read more. I don't know that I have enough imagination to write more space AU. It's not super popular. It should be, though, because we have a lot to work with. And there's no, find me a fandom where it doesn't work. I'm not talking about like specifics within, you know, the confines of that world. I'm talking about like, find me a set of characters that would it at least be interesting to see placed in a spaceship, 
and jettisoned into the galaxy. Um, I can think of a billion right off the top of my head. A billion. That was a really direct, specific number. Uh, A billion characters off the top of my head that I would happily watch be in a spaceship. But I found three. Wait, did I find three? One, two. Yeah, three. I found three fix for you this week that... um, that are in the the space opera category, space opera, space AU, also tagged things like bounty hunters, space pirates, all kinds of sexy stuff like that. Um, first one is called "Darling Scion of the House of Stark Diamond Class" by Ange Noir. Okay, don't be mad at me. This is a series that is incomplete. Okay, I don't normally do that. But these two fics, they're both G-rated. They're both under 1,000 words. There is not a lot here. What is here is the beginnings of a gorgeous AU. I really wanted to share this just because it's such a good example of what I was just talking about. It's so fucking weird. And there's like new slang and space lingo. And you kind of have to figure out like who exactly everybody is. It's a Marvel, it's Marvel cinematic or, you know, Marvel universe. It's Steve and Bucky main pairing. But you kind of have to figure out who everybody is because they don't outright tell you. Those are not necessarily their names. Um, There's like hybrid creatures. And like I said, there's only two parts, but it's so, there's so much just kind of simmering right under the surface. I desperately want more. Um, I don't know that this author will ever go back to it. Anne Noir, if you're listening, you have at least one person who would very much read more of this and figure out exactly what's going on in your world because what you gave as like the very beginnings is just chef's kiss. Just what I want in an AU. In a weird, no rules, doesn't have to explain everything right off the bat, but I'm in it, everything's rich, it, I can taste it. It's well, like, it's just like, I don't know what's going on, but I just really want to be there. Okay, so read this. Like I said, it is incomplete, but leave the writer a comment and tell them that you enjoyed it and that maybe, maybe it will spark something and maybe we will get more. Who knows? Okay, so Darling Scion of the House of Stark, Diamond Class. There is also a sequel called It's Just Luck, I believe. Um, but those are the, the only two in the series read them anyway you'll like them i pretty much promise okay how about that next one is called world of my dreams by kelly diane now this is interesting this is what i came across this is a one direction fic now i haven't read any one direction fic in a while i read some when we talked to elizabeth um but this is a it's like a cross between a dystopian au and a space au the uh the summary summary the shorter summary says um nile finds an ancient device that terrifies the ruler of their society and louis can't stop dreaming of a better world so i was already kind of into it from from the get-go i i'm pretty much putting on hold that like these yes these are real people but in the context of One Direction fanfic, I kind of feel like they're also just characters. Um, so in this case, I, 
who knows? Who I don't know enough about One Direction. We know this to um to really be able to tell how much of the boys' personalities that this this writer nailed. Um, but so the the concept is that Niall and Louis live on this utopian, I'll say utopian slash dystopian society or world, um, where everything's kind of perfect on the outside, but it got that way because it's heavily policed and um, heavily kind of regulated. And there's like very strict rules about conduct and and thought policing and all kinds of fun stuff that has no bearing on current events whatsoever and um but so Niall and Louis find a means to traverse to our world and they find that they're actually connected um through music that they had previously thought was only in their head but they're connected to none other than sweet baby boy Harry Styles (laughs) um so uh, you know, boy band names, boy band personas, whatever aside, it's actually a really interesting story. Um, and it was really well written and very well kind of defined. This new world was well executed. And um, that sort of hopeful hopelessness, does that make any sense? Uh, there was a there's a strong vibe of that. And I just I surprised myself, honestly, with how much I enjoyed it. Wasn't expecting to like it. Wasn't expecting it was going to be one that I was going to wreck. But here we are. So World of My Dreams by Kelly Diane. Uh, Even if One Direction is not your thing, I don't think you need to be a fan to enjoy that fic. I certainly did. So there. How about that? And then the last one. I saved the best for last because it's called Renegades by Crinkle Fries. It's just a great, great pen name. Um, And I'm just going to read you the full summary because when I say space AU this is what I mean this is exactly what I mean okay so here's the summary it's great constantly teetering on the edge of fugitive status the volatile dangerous group of misfits that make up the crew of the starship Avenger is the best bounty hunting team in the nine galaxies has ever seen Led by Captain Steve Rogers, the Howling Commandos, named courtesy of one Tony Stark, capture the dregs of society, risking life and limb to bring in criminals shield forces cannot. In exchange for moral ambiguity and a paltry sum, the Howling Commandos maintain an ever-tenuous understanding within the interplanetary governing system. And then they hear a fairy tale. A hundred million bounty for a ghost that may or may not exist. To capture the Winter Soldier, the crew of the Starship Avenger may find that they need to become renegades themselves. (gasps) What? (laughs) One of the best summaries I've literally ever read on AO3. This is divine. (laughs) Absolutely divine. And then they go on to say... Uh, an absolutely unapologetic, monstrous mashup of Star Trek, Hyperion, generic sci-fi with touches of Cowboy Bebop style bounty hunters featuring the Avengers, also known affectionately as Space Gaze, the fic. Yes. Yes, indeed. This fic is exactly as advertised. Space Gaze, so fun. So much detail without like being an info dump, just like a really rich world. And again, I can't say this enough. It's just fun. It's a fun, fun space thick. Please read it. It's so much fun. Renegades, crinkle fries. That's all I have for you. I had to go out on that one because I was so excited when I found it. I was like losing hope for this episode. And then I found that and I was like, yes. 
Yes, this is exactly what I wanted. Yes. Oh my God, yes. <sighs> so, so that's what I can offer you guys this week. That's what I have for you. I, um, I hope it is enough to get you through. Uh, I hope it was a nice little reprieve and that you take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends. If you are going to the protests, um, please do keep in mind uh, your own safety, the safety of those around you. And when you go home as well, um, just kind of remembering the state of everything that is going on at the same time. I know it's a lot and uh, I don't want to end on a, on a downer note. So I love you guys. How about that? My one fan, Regina, I live for you. Okay, everybody else, have a wonderful week. Stay safe. And above all else, get your ship together.